0: Welcome to Redefining the Good Life, the podcast that calls BS on the rat race of modern life and helps you finally have the courage to go after your dreams. I'm your host, Aishan Karaduman, a.k.a. The Omnivorist. I'm a life coach and functional nutritional therapy practitioner. Using a blend of mindset tools and ancestral nutrition, as well as understanding just what it means to be human today, I'm here to help you change the trajectory of your life. Another future is possible, my friend. Welcome on board. Hey guys, so happy to be back on the podcast. I am late once again. I hope you will forgive me. On the other hand, I realize that, you know, late According to what? According to whom? At the end of the day, it's my podcast, right? So, yeah. Although I do like to keep a bit of a um, schedule because it's just easier that way. It makes my life easier. But then there are extenuating circumstances. Life happens and I'm not always able to keep to my schedule. And that's okay too. And this weekend, actually, I was away for three days on a... On a training, Uh, it was actually a training around how to use divining rods, but not to find water or anything like that, but actually communicate with things, with entities, with people. Um, I know it sounds really woo and out there, but I don't know. I had seen this modality with this person who was teaching it um, four years ago. At a homeschooling gathering, and I had been really impressed and uh, like I had a really pleasant memory of that experience. And so when she put it out there that she was giving this training once again, I was like, it was actually like one of those things, and this is actually something I'm working actively on these days, which is cultivating my intuition as much as possible and letting my thinking mind get out of the way as much as possible. And so when I saw this posted, I was like, I need to be there. I just had a voice inside that said, you got to be there. So I went and it was amazing. It was so much more than I could have expected. Of course, learning what she taught us was amazing. It was very, it was super fascinating. And I realized she as a teacher was amazing. And I was like, wow. That's this is really cool. I I don't actually do trainings that much. I try to really constrain myself, and then when I do them, they turn out to be amazing. And I'm like, I'm so proud of myself for choosing the best teachers. Really, that was all of that was great. And I knew also that this would really nourish me on many different levels, and that was true as well. I mean, when I say I knew, it was like a more of a you know. An intuition once again, and yeah, the place where where this happened, where you know where this person lives, it's like this big um, uh, big piece of land, a little hilly, not all flat, and there are other families, other people who live on the land, but everyone has lots of space, but they also function really well as a community together. And of course, she has this kind of thing like in-person uh, offerings that either she does or other people do. And so, there is, you know, people come through regularly. I was like, yeah, I definitely, I want a version of this, you know. I've known this for a while already, but seeing it really um, embodied was very special for me. And I know that something happened also on an energetic level, like I received so much and I felt like, yeah, like my cup is really full. Um, I it was it was a very um, very special experience. All that to say, my podcast is a little late, but that's okay. Once again, when I am when I take more time than I thought I would, it also allows me to, you know make the space for new insights to come in. So of course as I was thinking about this episode I was like, oh yeah, I got to say this and I got to say that and you know and even my conversations with people like when I have a when I have when I'm actively working on an episode it's like, oh yeah, that's right, that's right. You know, it's it's it just makes it more um I think it makes it richer in the end for everybody involved. And so yeah, now I'm back. Actually, I'm not even sure if I told you guys but I am not back to where I was living last year. That experience ended. Um, the place is being sold, uh, but it was a gorgeous year for me. It was like it was just a, a really wonderful experience. And um, it was also a big learning experience for reasons I'm not going to get into here. But, you know, I had gone into it thinking, as I do with many things in my life, this experience will provide me with what i need it it will i will get out of it what i need and that was exactly what happened and so this however means that my housing situation is a little um uncertain these days i am renting a place for a few months now till the end of the end of the year but once again nothing's for naught first of all changing homes like frequently these days it's giving me um much clearer ideas about what I like and what I don't like and so what I'm eventually looking for and also uh I also realized moving all the time it's (laughs) freaking it is exhausting and I'm kind of done with it I mean done with it like I don't mind doing having to do it you know again when I have to that's fine but I'm realizing like okay the place I lived in like you know renting a furnished place that's not really available year round where I have to leave like it was a great transition for me as I left my old place but now I'm like okay like I feel like now I have grown and I have come to this place of I'm ready now like I'm ready to have my own little place and so if that means I have to get farther from the coast because the coast is really expensive and also really hard to find a year-long rental so be it. You know, I think I realize now, like, okay, my little, my own little chez moi, à moi. <laughs> I think that's that's really going to be welcome, and so I'm working on manifesting that these days. So we'll see. I'll keep you all posted. All right. After that long preamble, <laughs> wait, no. Before I get to the podcast today, actually, I do have one more thing to say. Um, no, I have a few other things to say. Okay, bear with me. I just have an ask from you, actually. And if you enjoy this podcast, if you've been listening to to it for a while, if you have been, you know, helped by what I talk about here, I would love it if you would share. I would love it if you would share with um, someone else who could really use it. And or also you can, you know, of course, uh, share on social media, um, Facebook or Instagram, Instagram. If you're on Instagram, you can share it on there and you can tag me at The Omnivorous. And if you are on Instagram, if you don't follow me yet, then maybe you should. Also, I share a lot on there too. Um, and last but not least, I have a big treat coming up for you. Next week, next Thursday, I believe it's the 27th. Hmm, should have been sure about that. <laughs> um the 27th at 8 p.m. CET, European time, I am going to offer a free coaching session, free group coaching session. It's something I haven't done in a while and I really, really miss doing it. Even though I work mainly one-on-one right now, um, I do absolutely love offering um group containers because it's really something there's like there's something really magical about them and that that's somehow like bigger than the sum of its parts you walk away with you know so much wisdom even if you do not get coached personally so i really do love offering that and i do get a lot out of them myself so um you can come with questions with confusions with coaching needs something you need clarity around I would love to connect with you in this way it will be via zoom and um, yeah and I can guarantee that you will walk away with some precious perspective that you didn't have before or that you had disconnected from and you can sign up for that at the omnivorous.com slash free coaching and of course that link will also be in the show notes and of course, if you are already on my, on my email list, you will also get a reminder that way and you can just click on the link there to be registered automatically. So, here we are, today's topic, making powerful decisions. Now, I am really excited about this episode because I know this is one that gets many of you and I am no exception. It happens to me too. <laughs> even actually even deciding on the on which subject to cover on today's podcast I was kind of like wavering and everything I'm like oh my god that is so ironic just do it just talk about decisions make your decision already because of course like if, if you're not um conscious intentional about this process like your mind will just come up with all kinds of fears right like oh there's so much to say and like you're not you, are you sure you're ready blah 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 It's like, no, you first decide and then you get ready. That's the way it works, remember? (laughs) So, well, why is it so hard? Why is it such a hard one for people to make decisions, to make up their minds? Well, as always, you have heard me talk about this before. I am always here to remind you that there are very good evolutionary reasons for this. Because here is the thing, your brain has very important jobs that have to do with life or death matters. So this means that it's always trying to save on energy expenditure wherever it can. And making a decision takes up energy. To choose is actually exhausting it's really taxing for the brain and that's why we suck at making decisions now there's more subtlety here but this is basically like the overall picture and i'm just trying to make this useful for you we don't have to get all into the weeds Um, now the thing is you also probably intuitively know this but i'm gonna talk about it anyway why you might want to get better at making decisions. Because making decisions is really the only way to move forward in life, at least to move forward with, um, with confidence and moving towards growth. Making decisions and then taking an action, because think about it, if you don't take an action, that's not really a decision, right? Right. Um, So when you make a decision and when you take the action involved in that decision, that's the fastest way to move toward the life that you want to create for yourself. Um, So making powerful decisions, getting good at that is a skill that you really want to develop if you don't have it already. And what happens when we don't develop this skill is we often you know, end up feeling some version of stuck. Especially if you happen to be a bit of a cerebral person, you might give in to analysis paralysis, right? You're waiting for the exact moment where there will be enough information and there will be no more fear, except that that moment never comes. Or by the time it does come, it means you've already lost your growth edge. You took your time so much that the decision is no longer as valuable as it could have been. It's not going to teach you as much as it could have when there was still lots of growth to be had. So what ends up happening is, you know, you end up feeling, like we said, like you're stuck, like you don't hold the reins in your own life. You know, perhaps you speak badly to yourself, and on and on it goes. Because once again, making a decision and taking an action is what's going to give you so much precious information, which you would never have had if you didn't do that, right? That's why it makes it so that you move faster, you gain momentum in life. And not making a decision, or rather avoiding a decision, and staying in indecision, that's not neutral, actually. That has a cost. Because you actually decide at every moment of every day. And if you are not choosing powerfully, you basically allow other shit to choose for you. It's as simple as that. And part of this is learning to say no. The power of saying no. Like, what am I no longer available for? What do I want to give my attention and energy to? It is so important to ask yourself these questions because what you give your attention to is your biggest source of power. Sometimes I'll find myself on my phone and I'm like, I must respond to this stranger on the internet rather than tend to my kid who's right next to me and trying to tell me a story about his day. (laughs) Really, this is stuff that happens to all of us, right? And what's important to recognize is that I have a choice in that moment. And when I stay unconscious and just go like with the flow, and I stay on my phone because it feels so important, right? That's one choice. Even though it's practically unconscious, it still is a choice. Okay? But if I take a moment and ask myself, what do I want to give my attention to? What is most important to me? Then the answer instantly becomes clear. And I get to exercise a conscious choice. And I think you have caught my drift, but I will say it anyway. I am not giving this example because I am amazing at this. Okay? Quite the opposite. Um, (laughs) But it is worth asking the questions, even if we don't show up perfectly every time. Because in this way, you know, we can be human, we can have our human ways, but then we can observe, we can become conscious, and we get to constantly course-correct. We also have to understand that, you know, again, this is speaking to that self-forgiveness piece, you know, in our modern day, with all the technology that abounds, you know, these are entirely novel situations we're finding ourselves in. These are super tricky times for the human brain. So, it's really good to try and stay awake and to stay intentional, at least to be striving for that. But again, remembering that, you know, it is hard, unfortunately. It is hard. It it isn't supposed to be this hard, but it is. So, you know, be a little, you know, have a little grace for yourself. And I'm just always endeavoring to remember that I am exercising a choice every time. And I am exercising the choice of where I'm putting my attention to every moment of every day. Now, all of that being said around decisions, I do want to mention this one thing, and this might sound a little paradoxical, but hey, most things in life are. Um, One good question to ask yourself also regarding decisions is, does a decision really need to be made right now? Because, you know, even the idea that you must make a choice, that there is a choice to be made, um, that may not be coming from you, right? So, sometimes the best thing to do is not to make a decision or allow the decision to make itself or maybe even go away, (laughs) right? Because sometimes, you know, we are, you know, we have this like urgency about things, but the urgent things are rarely the important things in life. And so, you know, sometimes a decision, at least from our end, you know, for us, is not really necessary, or maybe it's not, you know, necessarily the right time for it. So, for example, if there's some vague scenario way off in the future that my mind likes to worry about, you know, because that's what our minds like to do, they like to worry, right? Um, it is really useful to ask in that situation, like, is this the right time to be worrying about this scenario? okay. And if the answer is um, no, (laughs) then maybe you give yourself a deadline, okay, instead of ruminating. So let's say it's something that may come up, like, I don't know, in six months, whatever. You're like, okay, well, how about I give myself a deadline and I will revisit this question five months from now? (laughs) Or even like, you know, six months minus one day. Whatever it is. So yeah, you can actually give yourself a deadline. Like, does this need to be, do I need to be actually getting anxious about this thing right now? And sometimes the answer is like a big no. And in that case, just be like, okay, I'm actually not even going to think about it until such and such date. Okay, you get the idea. So as I was saying earlier, choice is expensive for the brain, right? Now, this means that you want to be automating as much as possible. And that means you are making your decisions ahead of time. So what am I talking about? Now, I have to say, like, what I'm talking about here is especially relevant to one kind of um, decision, which is the things we do, those actions we take all day, every day, without thinking much about it. And another word for this is habits. So for example, you know, people love talking about, you know, having a morning routine, um, I, I, I do like talking about that, too. You know, I do like that. <laughs> like, what time will you wake up? You know, what will you do when you wake up? What will you eat? You know, whether you'll be preparing your hearty Aishan breakfast, for example. Mm-hmm. um, Or even, you know, what you will eat the rest of the, the day. Or are you going to be working out? If you're going to be working out, which workout are you going to do? Because the more you decide these things ahead of time, like the less drama you're going to have in the moment, right? By the way, you do this, like, this is just an example, right? I'm not at all talking about a rigid thing. I'm not a rigid person, so I love waking up before everybody else. Um, And these days, that means it's like pitch dark still. Um, I don't always get to, you know, sometimes my body wants to sleep more and I allow it to be, but when I can get up, you know, I have like a million ideas of that, what I can do with that time, but I have an idea. Like I, I, again, I let my intuition guide, but I do have an intention for that time. You know, maybe a little little meditation, even if it's just ten minutes. Um, maybe a little movement. Maybe some journaling. Maybe reading my book of the of the moment. Um, at least I try to put some padding between work or you know making breakfast for the kids, and myself like when I wake up like I tr- I like to start the day in a kind of an intentional intentional way so yeah that's just one example or it might be on the other end of your day right the other bookend of your day which is what time you will go to bed because um, think about this like in the evening decisions will feel especially hard right we said decisions have a cost decisions cost energy so you know Naturally, you will be more tired, you will have less energy in the evening, and so decisions will feel hard. So, that's also another time that you really want to be automating your decisions, right? For example, you know, watching Netflix with your partner is going to feel a lot nicer than turning off the lights and going to bed early. But if you have already decided ahead of time that you will go to bed at a reasonable hour, and then you actually follow through with that, that will avoid decision fatigue. And it's the gift that keeps on giving, because your body will be sleeping and restoring at an hour where that's actually what's supposed to be happening. That will have a payoff the next day, right? You're going to feel good. You're going to feel well rested. You're going to feel more patient. You're going to be more intentional, all of that stuff. So the more you can make these kinds of decisions ahead of time, the more you will have to spare um, other like you'll have more energy to spare for the other more important decisions throughout the day. And of course, when these things no longer feel like decisions every time you make them, that means they will have become habitual, meaning automatic meaning your brain will no longer spend precious energy on them. And then that's when it becomes like a total virtuous cycle, because the more you do these good things, the better you feel, you know, the more energy you have, and the more they become part of who you are, like effortlessly. And even if, you know, there are moments when you don't do everything perfectly, which is, you know, obviously it's called life, it's called being a human. Um, You know, let's say when you're sick or you're on vacation or whatever reason, But it will be just so much easier to get back into your routine once it's well established. And, of course, changing your habits, you know, setting in place those good habits in the first place is a very expensive thing for your brain. Okay, Um, but you do want to make that investment, if you will, so that in the end you really, you know, you're set for a lifetime. And that's why it's so important to take the time and energy right now, you know, while you're still relatively young and in, you know, in good shape, um, to set those things in place so that over the years, life is actually doing you good instead of exhausting you. So that's one type of decision. And then, of course, there are other kinds of decisions like life decisions, And for that, like, I want to spend a bit of time talking about that too, of course. Although the first word of caution I want to say is that analysis is overrated. The thinking, rational mind is overrated. Doing a cost and benefit analysis and all those lovely economic terms, it's overrated. Like, not only is rationality overrated, it is an actual lie, because we are not rational beings at all. We are primarily driven by our unconscious. And if you've heard my last episode, I spoke all about becoming aware of your own patterns, you know, to understand what you've got going on under the hood. And of course, that process will be super helpful in making decisions as well. So um, the other thing I want to say about that is, you know, a lot of people have suffered from what they call analysis paralysis. But I think that to me, that term is really, I mean, I, it's a funny term. It's a fun term. it's It's clever. But I do think what's really going on there is not that you, I mean, I think it's rarely the case that. You have analysis paralysis because you have a deficit of information and research, right? Usually, it's because you're just friggin' scared, and you know all the analyzing is your brain's way of keeping you safe, quote unquote, by not taking any action. Because as long as you're in analysis mode, well, you're not taking action because you you haven't made a decision yet, right? So, what I would really um, invite you to do is, especially if you if you're prone to this, is just to recognize yourself, like to recognize maybe even with a hand on your heart, like you're afraid. It, It means you're going to be getting out of your comfort zone. Of course, you're afraid. It's okay, honey. Like, can you take care of yourself? Can you take care of your nervous system and do it anyway? Right? And of course, I do talk often about calming ourselves, calming our nervous system, being a good friend to ourselves, to our nervous system. Um, If you haven't yet watched my uh, workshop, Riding the Wave, it's perfect for this. Um, I will put that link in the show notes as well. You can watch the replay of that. It's really, really powerful. So, what kinds of decisions? You know, the decision to stay in your relationship or to leave the decision to keep your job or to quit the decision to start your own project or maybe even your own business the decision to um, have a bigger family or not the decision to move abroad or to move back to your home country as the case might be because I do have lots of lots of expats I know in my orbit The decision to homeschool the kids or not, you know, the decision to do this nutrition school or that life coach training or this other, you know, certification, the decision to continue doing the same old, same old year in, year out, or to finally put a stop to all that, to start healing and overcoming your own stories and start showing up for reals that is a decision you make you know or is it the decision to double down on a friendship or rather let go of that person and make space for people who are more aligned with who you are and what you're truly craving lots of decisions lots of possible decisions right so here's one of the first things i want to say about that and i've talked about this before And I know it bears repeating because this is such a common thought error that we all have for good reasons. We live in a culture that absolutely um, promotes this idea. And that is like the idea that there is a right and a wrong decision out there. And that is not true, my friend. That is rarely true. I'm sure there are situations in which you can argue this is true i don't want to argue with you about this (laughs) but for the most part it's a lie that your brain is telling you that there's a right and a wrong decision and if you make the wrong decision you're going to fuck up your life and you're going to regret forever Hmm. now the important thing rather is this number one be aware of your reasons once again go back to the last episode on self-awareness be aware of the reasons why you're choosing one course of action rather than another. And two, you'd better be loving the reasons that you're making that decision. Now, I do want to put in a little really important point here, which is around regret. This is super crucial, actually. Not being the kind of person who regrets their past. You want to, as much as possible, and this is a big, big um uh, goal of this work is to have a good relationship with your past. Now, I did an episode on this called "How to Have Your Own Back." It's episode fifteen of this of this podcast, and you really want to be listening to that. That aspect is really, really crucial because think about it: if you're the kind of person who's given to regrets, what what does that mean? Like, oh, I did this and it was such a dumb thing, and I shouldn't have. Right? Hindsight is twenty twenty, but for some reason we still use it anyway. And so, think about it: if you are the kind of person who tends to regret what they've done in the past, then guess what? It makes it so hard to make decisions. It creates so much pressure because you're like, "I might hate myself for this," and who wants that, right? Who wants that kind of pressure? Of course, you're going to have a hard time making decisions when you are prone to regretting your past decisions, your past actions, right? So you really want to be on to yourself when it comes to that. I mean, I'm talking about this stuff really fast, but <laughs> I know that this, this stuff, this is deep work, okay? Every little bit I'm mentioning to you, it's deep work. So give yourself grace, or better yet, hire a coach. It makes it go so much faster. Oh my God. Anyhow, we were talking about loving your reasons for a decision. Now, to hear, to understand what your heart is really calling for in a situation, in order to be able to do that, you're going to, you're going to need to get quiet. You're going to need to create some space for that. Why are you choosing the things that you're choosing? You know, and you know w- w- what it is like. What it, what what it calls you? Like what feels like a body, full body? Yes, right. Even if it freaks out your brain, that's actually a really good sign. <laughs> or you know, who says you should choose that thing and not the other? Is it you know? Is it that that higher higher part of you that has your best interest in mind, and it has way more imagination than your ego ever will? Or is it, you know, is it you from 20 years ago who was super worried about what the future might bring and who wanted to avoid your own parents' profligate ways, right? You want to be aware of that too. Or is it your education? Is it society, the culture at large that are dictating your choices? (laughs) Or is it actually to appease your brain or appease that bully in your brain that's kind of taken up residence in there? Unfortunately. These answers might not come right away, okay? Especially if you haven't been really thinking about them before. And that's okay. Just opening that space. Well, you know, for example, early in the morning is a good time for this. <laughs> um you might try journaling. That might be really helpful for starters. And sometimes like when you just ask the questions, sometimes it's enough to just even ask the questions. Yeah. And to energetically open yourself up to receiving the answers. And then sometimes it'll be like, oh, you're driving, you know, or you're in the shower or you're doing some random thing for your kids and, ooh, something comes. Okay. It doesn't have to be linear. You might want to journal and then be like, oh, I don't know. I can't. Nothing comes. Nothing's coming through. It's okay. You don't have to push it. It will come. If you have the intention, it will come. So, for example, speaking of loving your reasons, let's say you don't want another baby because, well, your family feels complete as it is right now, and you maybe want to dedicate yourself to the kids you have already. Or is it that you're afraid that you will not have enough? The world is a crazy place. Or, you know, maybe what will that mean for your career? It feels like you're going to have to take a huge step back, etc., etc. And what that will do in the latter case, when you're motivated by your fears, is you're going to be denying your deep yearning, right, deep down. And that's just such a shame, right? That's such a shame. And of course, you don't want to be getting all perfectionistic about this either, so Sometimes in certain situations, you know, you don't have all the information that you would like, and that's okay. You can still make a decision in one direction, and that movement itself will already give you more information. And I was I was saying earlier, the thing that trips us up a lot is the fact that, or the idea that there is a right or wrong decision. Oh my God. We as a culture so sorely need to change this thing on its head. We need to do away with the notion of failure, at least the way we tend to think about it. I mean, there is no such thing as failure. If you make a decision and move forward and realize that it wasn't the right thing for you, guess what? You have just gained experience. You've gained knowledge. You've learned a lesson. And that's priceless. And this is like another corollary of this lie is that, you know, most decisions are not forever. You can choose again and again. You can have as many iterations as you would like. It is your life after all. One of my favorite sayings is, experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. We are always rewarded for making a choice. In either, you know, with the thing we wanted or the learnings that we needed. So that brings me to one of the keys to making powerful decisions. And that is learning from whatever we do. Being committed to that process. Evaluating. I have a simple evaluation process that I teach all my clients, and I encourage them to use it for anything and everything in our lives. Because once again, when you adopt the philosophy that every experience is going to bring you what you need, even when it's not what you wanted, then your life journey will be a growth journey, and you will never be bored. Let me tell you that. (laughs) And here's one thing I want to caution against, something that gets my coach radar to start freaking out like nothing else. It's when I hear people say, I had no choice. That is such a lie, my friend. Of course you had a choice. Maybe you had a shitty choice and you chose what you thought was the lesser of two devils, but you still made a choice. In fact, saying that you did not have a choice has no upside. It removes all your power, and it destroys your agency and your self-trust. Okay, we have no choice in dying. I will grant you that. That was kind of like written into the contract when we got here. But other than that, really... There are very few times when you honestly did not have a choice. You just made the choice that was more tolerable or palatable for you at the time. But it never ever serves you to say that something was decided for you and not by you. Okay? I hope I got that one clear. And here's another thing that I see lots of you doing. Second-guessing yourself and flip-flopping on your decisions. You know, starting a diet every month, deciding to hand in your resignation, and then chickening out again. Breaking up with your girlfriend for the third time this year. I have a sneaking suspicion that this kind of situation happens because of a simple misunderstanding. Now, here's the thing. When you have made a decision, like having made a decision, like for example, you want to you start taking better care of yourself, leaving a job or a relationship that you know deep down is not supporting you any longer, just because you made this decision does not mean it's now all of a sudden going to be love and peace and harp music from the heavens on the other side. It will very likely still feel queasy. You might even have to do some mourning of what you had to say no to. You might have to work through some difficult emotions as you adjust to a new way of living. It can be messy. You can still feel like shit. And that's okay. Nothing's gone wrong. A decision also does not mean you're exchanging something you hate for something you love, okay? Most things are most things in life are a bit more complex than that. They're a mixed bag. There are things you love, but you may have outgrown them. Does not mean that it's the wrong decision, okay? You may leave a relationship where you know it's no longer serving your growth, even though you still deeply love them. Will it feel amazing? No. And that's okay. So I always say, honor your decision, but question the thoughts. Avoid indulging in confusion, changing your mind and reneging on your decision just because it feels uncomfortable. Because I can guarantee you, things will get a hell lot more uncomfortable when you keep doing that. Remember that the growth is always in doing the hard thing, all the while being a friend to yourself, calming down your nervous system, exploring your thoughts and beliefs. This is how not to let your fears drive your life. You get afraid you acknowledge your fears, and you do it anyway. Remember? The more decisions you make, the faster you move forward because of all the feedback that you start getting from life itself. So if I had to make this super simple for you, here are the steps involved. Decide, of course, once again, from an aligned place, we already talked about this. Decide, Move forward, evaluate, and then either continue or pivot. Rinse and repeat forever. (laughs) And heed your intuition. Play with life. You know, you get a random sounding idea? Go for it instead of languishing in indecision. As I said it earlier, you know, unlike what your brain thinks, indecision is not neutral. While you are wallowing in indecision and inaction, you're missing out on whatever experience and learnings life may have been providing you, including much more clarity. Especially when you have the kind of mind that loves ideas, that loves thinking If you're intellectually wired, don't fall for that trap of analysis paralysis, right? Don't fall for the story that your rational mind, no matter how amazing and beautiful it is, that is not all there is to you. And that is not where your best decisions are made from. Once again, just acknowledge that you're afraid maybe to get out of your comfort zone and you're hiding behind all your research and analysis and just get onto yourself and do it anyway. As I said earlier, it's so important to know where your decisions come from and to, to recognize whether they're coming from love or from fear, right? I spoke about, you know, I, I spoke even with my client Bashak in a recent episode. And even just in our first discovery call, we unearthed that she'd been making all her life decisions from a deep-seated fear of being in financial instability, you know, from a protective posture, from a place of not trusting life, instead of learning to cultivate that trust in the universe, in life, in herself, and then following what really makes her come alive. Is there a part of you that thinks you can't actually have what you want? That you can't have abundance if you do what you love? You know, we all have this idea that work has to be this really punishing thing somehow. We find that normal. It is called work after all. (laughs) But what if that didn't have to be true? What if you were brought here, not by accident, but in order to share your precise gifts with the world? What then? You know, this whole thing is like a dance, not pushing so hard that you're ignoring the signs and mistreating yourself, but also not coddling yourself and not taking your time so much that you're avoiding the discomfort and therefore the learnings and the growth. You decide and commit first and you prepare later, not the other way around. Again, like I was saying earlier, it's the irony of, you know, having chosen this week's episode even. <laughs> Just not listening to the voices in my head that, you are not ready, who are you to blah, 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 you know. <laughs> and I'm sure I'm going to keep thinking of other things to say once I, you know, publish this episode, but it's okay. That's totally okay too. And another, like a- an example I like to give, give about this, and if you have heard my very first episodes where I talk about our story, you may have heard this one there. Our decision to leave big city life, our decision to leave Paris, you know, giving ourselves a deadline was so hugely helpful. And that was what allowed us to put all our ducks in a row. As a result, like we even left a few months ahead of schedule. You know, folks often think that the perfect situation will eventually fall from the sky and they spend years in that mode and somehow the magical day never comes. That's because it's absolutely normal to have fears before a big life decision. It does not mean that you have to believe them. On the contrary, you have to jump before you're ready. Always playing on your edge is how you know you're always pursuing your growth. Because your growth is in the leap of faith. It's in the trusting that the net will be underneath you when you jump. But you don't get to see it a moment too soon. And before I go, I want to offer you a very special treat. This is a really quick meditation to help you with a situation in your life. This may be a decision. We've been talking about that today. Or at least something you have some confusion around and and it would feel welcome to have some clarity and peace around it. Now, if you're driving or walking on the street, um, I don't want you to do this right now. Just wait till you get home, till you get to a calm place, and you can make some space for yourself. But it will only take a few uh, minutes. This is called the Three Brains Meditation, and it is basically based on the idea that we don't have just the brain in our heads not just the organ, not just our cerebral brain, but we also have a brain in our gut. It has like millions of neurons and there's so much going on there. It is really like a brain to its own and the heart as well. So this is based on that idea that there's so much wisdom in the different brains that you have. So I want you to come to a comfortable position Maybe sit back, relax the back of your tongue, relax your shoulders, relax your facial muscles. And we're going to take three deep breaths together. I want you to breathe in and breathe out twice as long. and marking that little pause in between breaths. Now I want you to think about that issue you have, and first focus down on your gut. Bring your attention there. What does your gut know about this situation? God is all about movement. It's all about digesting the information. And once you've done that, I want you to bring your attention to your heart. What does your heart want you to know about this situation? And as you breathe, I want you to bring your attention up to your brain, the one that's in your head. And what does that brain of yours know about this situation? And now you can take a moment to integrate all the messages that you've had. Hmm. I hope that's been helpful for you. Of course, you can go back to this recording and listen to that anytime you have to. And that is what I have for you today, my friend. Make sure to sign up for that free coaching call that's coming up next Thursday the 27th. And I also want to say to you, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, and every time you hear me talk, you may be getting get an inkling that more is possible for you. Just get in touch, and maybe we'll create some miracles together. My scheduling link is in the show notes. All right. I will speak to you next time. Have a wonderful day.